I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. G'day guys and girls. Welcome to the SC Playbook question and answer podcast. Tim Williams on deck here for NRL Supercoach Round 8. A quick recap as this is what the third or fourth fourth week we've done this. Uh, So... Obviously open to access to everyone through the SC Playbook, Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast channels. Uh, we do take questions from the SC Playbook subscribers only via our WhatsApp groups. There was a couple of questions during the week around the WhatsApp group from a few people who already have subscribed. So just quickly, to get access to that, I mean, you've got it because you do subscribe to the site. So flick an email to supercoachplaybook, that's all one word, full word supercoach, supercoachplaybook at gmail.com. Drop the email and username you use to sign up. Then I can go in and double check that you do you have subscribed. From there, I'll flick you a link. That link, I mean, it should be in your subscription email anyway uh, that you would have received upon doing so. Uh, you That will get you access to the WhatsApp group. I can then allow you in it. Once you get in there, there's different threads. So there's a late mail thread where a few of the people within the group drop uh, the late mail, the team news for the week to stay on top of that. There's a contributor-only thread that only the contributors from SC Playbook can contribute to. We drop our late trades there, our thoughts, uh, you know, mid-game thoughts if our trades and skippers change over the course of the weekend. There are other threads. There's just a general game day chat and team advice chat where all the SC Public community get together and talk about, give each other feedback. So, And that is where I take my, my questions from for this podcast. So any issues there, uh, just email through. I'll double check that you've subscribed and then we can get you into that. For the podcast this week, of course, at the end of it, I will wrap it up with my updated trade, skipper plans, all of that for round eight. But let's get stuck into a few questions. Question from Squasher. I'm a head-to-head player. I have both Latrell and Cody, both negative break-even. Am I crazy to sell so I can bring in Manu, Teddy, and Brown? Yeah, look, face value, not... I mean, I wouldn't be looking to sell Latrell or Cody. They're both on an absolute tear. And as you said, both both negative break-even. So plenty of money coming in. They're probably... I mean, I think Latrell's a keeper. Cody, I understand the idea of moving Cody on when he peaks in price, particularly with a tough run coming up, but with money to be made and potential keeper status, I don't see why you'd be selling there, mate. Question from Reed Messages. Uh, Corey. Reed Messages, Corey. is playing Schuster this week in 5-8 okay if it gets me Manu and Maddo. It is, mate, yep. Uh, I think that's fine. Schuster this week. 
He has the nice matchup with the the Tigers, so we know he can go low, but there should be at least a few attacking stats in there, you'd think. And I think Manu coming in has probably changed a few people's play, trade plans around 5'8", and trying to get in, in a decent 5'8", this week, as it is a bit of a weaker position for a lot of people at the moment, myself included. I'll be playing... Isaiah Katoa this week. He was going to go to Dylan Brown this week, but that has been delayed around uh, because of Joey Manu. So, yeah, mate, I think that's absolutely fine. Question from Dave. Lock in Manu or Garrick? Worth using fourth boost to get both? Yeah, a lot of people facing this one. Mate, I, I would prefer not to use the fourth boost on getting them both. That being said, I'm not against it. It's just very early on in the year, so you've used a lot of trades. I think the Spy's using his fifth boost this week. Lunatic. I, I just think it's way too early for that. Too much can change over the course of the year where you'll need those trades and those boosts as well. So, uh, But look, there's a fourth to get those two in. Don't love it, but not against it. If I had to pick one of them, probably Manu, just because we know what he can do at 5'8", averaging 101 there. You know, I think it's a four-game sample size. 191 on the Dragons last year. Garrett can go big on the Tigers too, but he's got the B for about 130. So I'll be going Manu first. The issue which has arisen has obviously been people asking about how long Manu stays at 5'8". And the answer to that is we don't know. If, if the Roosters win games there and punt the Dragons this week and Manu looks good, he'll look good because he always does when he plays footy. It's just whether or not it's the best thing for the balance of the team. For that, I'm not so convinced he is. I think he's better playing a sort of a roaming centre role for them. But if they're winning, the defence is assured with a, you know, a bigger body at 5'8", then he'll probably stay there. So, But yeah, I, th- I think we can only go on, on what's happening at the moment. Manu's at 5'8". He's got a good few matchups coming up in a row, so I think Manu's the play. Question from Riley. Thoughts on these trades? Needed a 5'8". So went Preston to D-Bags, Dylan Brown. Khan Pereira to Pensini and Karaz to Manu to stack my CT-dub. So Pensini will be my fifth CT-dub option. Cheers. Look, solid enough. Tra- the trades are fine in themselves, uh, individually. I just... Five-gun CT-dubs this early on in the year. Look, if your team's in a position to, to be like that, happy days. Like that's, that's good going. But surely there's another problem area of your side that where that fifth-gun CT-dub could be. Like, if, if Pensini is your, your fifth CT-dub, I'd be looking elsewhere, mate. And, like, honestly, I think Jacob Preston is an indefinite hold at the moment. I think Pensini, I don't mind him as a buy. I, I just prefer some higher ceiling CT dubs. Pensini is killing it this season, averaging 66, basing about 37. Really good numbers. He's one I'm more eyeing off for round 13 for that first major bye week. I don't really want to jump on him this early. So, look, I, I don't talk yet a Pensini, but I think stacking a, a fifth CT dub this early on, I actually don't love those ones. Question from Maddie: Should I boost Asako to get Manu? Trading in also Maddo for Kiraz and Val for Garrick is my other trades. Cheers, legend. Look, guys, I, I understand you know the appeal of, of Garrick and Manu this week, but at the end of the day, they're you know they're CT dubs that they've got high ceilings, but it's one week. Like you get rid of Val, who's a potential keeper, maybe he goes over the Origin period, but. You're getting rid of, you know, using another booster. You're getting a Sarko who, rid of a Sarko, I should say, who has a great matchup against the Titans. He's on an absolute tear. He's got a low break even. I think a Sarko may be a sell next week, but I, like, I don't see the need to get rid of him the way he's playing this year so far. So, you know, I, like, it, once again, the, the trades are fine, but as standalone as themselves, but 
using a boost to do it, I'm not that convinced. You don't have to get Manu and Garrick this week. Like ideally, you're getting one of them, I, I think. But and if you can get both of them in two trades, you're absolutely laughing. But boost wise, if, you, if it's your fourth boost, I don't love it. I don't necessarily think it, it is necessary. If it's your fifth one, like the spy, I wouldn't be doing it. I'd be saving that. If it's your third boost or your second, okay, then we're we're like right, you've saved a few, and that and that's a bit more. I don't mind that one too much. Guys, we often speak about, obviously, uh, our punting plays on the podcast in the WhatsApp group and that sort of thing, but uh, also important to understand that it's a bit of a a soft spot for a lot of people out there, and it's an area where, you know, people do struggle with their punting, and first and foremost, it's absolutely nothing to be ashamed of, and, and there is help out there, so... Gareth Wyatt from Sequel has reached out, and essentially what Sequel are is that they're an organization to help you get on top of any gambling problems that you might have, and to help you understand that there is help available out there. So, I mean, speaking from personal experience, to be completely honest with you, every single weekend, you know, I'll be putting a couple of same game multis on, or a couple of punts on the horses, and while it's not something that's out of control for me by any means, there, there are times where I certainly sit back after putting one or two bets on and go, or you know, maybe seven or eight, or if, it's, if I'm talking about the races on a Saturday, and go, come on, mate, like you know, you've bet a bit too much there. Be sensible and get on top of that. So I think when we refer to you know problem gamblers, it doesn't have to be someone who's wiped their bank account to zero and has absolutely no control over it. You might just be someone who's spending a little bit too much each week and you're trying to cut down on it and you tell yourself to do it, but then the following week you do the same. You put on a little bit too, too much and it might just be getting out of control that little bit. And as I said, absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. So Gareth and his team, they're here, they're available and they we want you to reach out to them if you're in this position. Get on top of it, save yourself a stack of money and, and just reassure yourself that you know you can do because you know it is a, a bit of a problem area for a lot of people and there's nothing wrong with that. As I said, there are times and places where I do the exact same. So, guys, if you if you do find yourself in this situation, there's help available. Email Gareth G A R E T H dot W at Seekle. That's C E C A L dot org dot A U. You can also phone zero two nine five five nine four zero one three. There's also a website at www dot dot org dot A U. Reach out to them, guys. Completely confidential. I've spoken with Gareth. He's a legend of a fella, uh, and they can help you out. Question from Matt Rundle. Thoughts on TPJ as a smoky in front row forward? We knew this was coming, didn't we? There's always a point of the season that TPJ come, becomes uh, a relevant buy. Now, it's happened pretty early. In fact, it's happened one game back. 53 points in 47 minutes with 37 in base. Jewel, 2RF, front row forward. 525k, break even 66. We know that he's got upside, TPJ. My issue is that he had something like six or seven uh, offloads on the weekend. So uh, to score that with all those offloads, I I like that he's obviously been given the, the license to, to get the arm free. I see the potential in him. But with a tough matchup against the Sharkies this week, his suspension history, his injury history... The fact that he is playing exclusively as a middle this year, so I think probably 40 to 50, 45 to 50 minutes is his max. And look, he can score enough in 50 minutes to be a genuine keeper, but we seem to have this conversation every single year around TPJ and something always goes wrong. So look, probably, in fact, it's a, it's a no from me. Give it a week and let's reassess. They're then going to games against the Dragons, Raiders, Warriors, Titans. So let's just reassess that one.
Question from Andrew. Am I crazy thinking that I might hold Walsh through till Origin? Absolutely not, mate. I, I've actually looked at the... I, I, I think the more the potish move is to sell him because I think more people will hold him through. Just the fact that, look, he's a ch- certainly a chance to play Origin, but I think if KP stays fit, KP will be fullback for them. And then when they've got Benny Hunt and, and Harry Grant there in the hooking rotation... When they have Val Holmes at centre and Selwyn Cobb on the wing who can cover fullback if anyone goes down, I don't really see Walsh being there. So at this stage, Walsh will play around 13, which is just tremendous you know, buy coverage and reach Walsh. You add in, so you look at the, the opportunity to sell there. They've got games coming up against the Eels, Rabbitohs, Manly, Storm, and Panthers. So look, I get it. I, I get why you'd sell him uh, at just, he's 800k now. But on current form, he hasn't scored under 86 this season. Break even 55, so he isn't really going to lose money. I'll be holding through to 13 at this stage. That being said, I do see an enormous opportunity to flip him if you want. Question from Sammy. If you were to boost to get Manu and Garrick this week, would you get rid of Preston or Hopgood to bring in Schuster or CTW Cash Cow to Dunster? Ooh, it's a good one. It's a good one because... I was going to say absolutely CT-dub cash cow to Dunster because Preston and Hopgood, I think, are both indefinite holds at this stage. But the fact that we do... Schuster's definitely the best, I think, probably cheapy of the week. Oof, good question. You've got me a little bit stumped there. I don't know. It's a a bit of a unique... Well, feels like a unique situation. So, look, off the top of the head, if it was me and I was... Happy with my squad makeup. Far out. I'd probably go the CT dub cash cow to Dunster. The thing is with Josh Schuster, what is he at? He's at 240k, neg 12 break even. Jeez, mm, yeah. He'll make a bit of money this week, obviously, but if he goes well, he could also go terribly this weekend and not be a great buy. So, I mean, you can still get Schuster next week. I mean, you can definitely get, get a CT dub cheapy like Dunster or Jared Croker next week as well. So, a bit of fence sitting there, maybe. I'd probably go the CT dub cash care just because of the likes of Khan Pereira and Warbrick and that. They, they've definitely peaked, whereas I think to have Preston and Hopgood as a playable option inside every week at this stage, very, very good plays. Question from Zach, looking for a pod CT dub. Thoughts on Talakai versus Bird or even any other suggestions you might have? Great question. Birdie, I've been really impressed with Birdie this season. I'm going to say no. He's averaging 61 this year. Has a few, I think, three tries, six line assists to his name. No tries. I just think that there are far better high upside options than Jack Bird. I think he's... Being A, in the back row, and B, sorry, Dragons fans, but at the Dragons, I think his attacking upside is limited. So when you're looking at players available, such as Val Holmes, Brian Toto, Ruben Garrick, Joey Manu, their ceilings are just so much higher than Jack Bird. So he can be a solid buy there, but not for me. C for Talakai. If it wasn't for all the other one, ones that I just mentioned cropping up, you know, you're adding Greg Margie, Lockie Miller there, I'd be pretty keen on him. He hasn't scored a try yet this season. Basing 32, which is solid enough, but he's averaging, what, 55 points without a try. Pretty good going. The Sharks look good. They've got the Dogs, Cowboys, Dolphins, Seagulls, Knights in the next few rounds. I like Seifer as a pod. My issue with the Sharkies is I like Seifer, I like Molitalo, I don't mind Katoa, and I like Ramian. It's so hard to know where the attacking stats are going to land there. Like Players like... 
I suppose Joey Manu, when I mean, he's in the back line, or in particular Ruben Garrick, you sort of know that the sides are going to attack there because you know it might be the strong sides of their side. For example, Manly, Tommy Turbo loves playing to the left. He loves that cut ball to Ruben Garrick. Joey Manu, who's a freak, he's going to find ball. You, I don't because they're so well balanced in attack. The Sharks they can score their points anywhere. So I honestly have no idea how to separate that lot. Uh, long story short, there, mate. I don't mind Seifer as a pod, but I do think there are probably better options. Question from Alf. G'day, mate. Head-to-head player. Running Tapani, Utakamanu, Moali, and Pele. So you're short a front row, a good front row, I should say, this week with Tapani on the bye. Can go Eli Katoa to a Kotate or TPJ, or wait a week and go Utakamanu to anyone but Haas and play Moali this week, which you prefer. I think the latter option for me, mate. Uh, I think Eli Katoa is a borderline keeper and a bloke you'd like to have on your side. I think there are question marks around Cotter and TPJ. So I think you caught Moali this week. It's not pretty, but as I said, as a head-to-head player, I'll be looking at strengthening your squad rather than you know making these the one-week rash moves. So I, I do think that's probably the play. Question from John. Worth using my last boost to bring back Turbo, bring in Manu and Teddy. Oofed. Trading at AKP, Walsh, and Kiraz. Pretty uh, solid trades there, but mate, no. I've said before, I don't think it's worth using the last boost at the moment. Tur- again, Turbo, terrific matchup this week. It's another good matchup for them next week, I believe, as well. But Turbo looked better last week, fitness wise. Uh, they've got the Titans the week after that. But then it goes into the Broncos, the Sharks, the Raiders. So, look, <laughs> the concern as well is that. I did a. We had a chat on Tuesday night in the SC Playbook podcast around planning long term for the origin relevant Supercoach players, who we're looking to flip, who we're looking to hold through that buy period. And I've put actually an article up online for SC Playbook subscribers, a further a further look into that, put it in writing for you, and it's around. Who is on the the major bu- who is on the buy the week after the major buy weeks? So around fourteen, seventeen, and twenty, and it's trying to determine which players are the best ones to hold and sell. And Tommy Turbo cropped up to me as a sell, and that is because Manly have the buy in round thirteen. Sorry, round fourteen. So he'll miss round thirteen due to Origin, then round fourteen, and then after the other two major ori- uh, the other two Origins two and three you would think he's a massive chance of getting a rest in those as well. So I think Tommy's probably a sell before then. So no, mate, I wouldn't be boosting for that. As good as Tommy's matchup is this week, because it's your last trade boost. Neat question from Dean. Need to downgrade Utakamano. Who would you choose out of Moali, Sele, or Murdoch, Masilla? I don't know your exact situation, but I'd be playing Utakamano this week. And um, you're obviously doing it to free up a little bit of cash to get, say, a Manu or a Garrick or someone, but... I wouldn't be doing any of them, uh, to be honest. I don't like any of them as buys. And Stefano, look, I, I assume it'll probably change come game day, but the Tigers have named two outside backs in Laurie and Tommy Talau. So I don't think it'll stay that way, but even if one of them stay on the bench, it means pretty decent minutes, you'd think, for Stefano. And he's ticking along okay. So, mate, I'd be finding another way to make that money, I think. Question from Matt. Is there some match in this group? Last CT dub... Out of AKP, spit out of, I don't know what that means, but last CT dub, let's just say, means play out of AKP, Warbrick, or Taruva. I think it's a bit wet in Sydney at the moment, so for that Penrith and Rabbitohs game, 
I think Khan Pereira with Foran back, uh, obviously back last week. Foran there, we have Brimson hopefully back as well. He's named on the extended bench. Nice enough matchup against the Dolphins. I'd be playing Khan Pereira out of those guys. Question from JB. Who would you look to flick if you're looking to sell Warbrick or Taruva? Thank you so much. All good, matey. I would sell Warbrick. The Storm have the buy next week. He's peaked in price. I still question how much good ball he's going to get there. Jerome Hughes on his edge, loves to run the ball, loves to hit Eli Katoa short. Taruva's base has been down the last three weeks, but I just think he's a much, much safer play in your side. I know we haven't really seen it yet, but I, I do think there's a lot more upside in Taruva playing in that Penrith outfit. After this week, they play the Tigers, Warriors, the Tigers and the Warriors. So I will likely hold him through those two games, probably play him in my side, and then flip him after that for the Roosters Broncos into the bye. Next question from Tom. Hey, mate, who's more of a keeper out of Madison and Gutho? Both have similar break-even and price, which I expect to go up. Madison, absolutely. I think if you're getting Maddo in now, you, there's every chance you're getting him in for the, the remainder of the season. Gutho's only available at fullback, and between what... Tommy Turbo, Latrell Mitchell, Reese Walsh, James Tedesco. Gutho is a tier below the best fullback. So it doesesn't mean he's not a good buy over the origin period, but Maddo probably is a keeper, I think, at this stage. Question from Reese: Already have Manu. Should I get To'o or Talakai with my other trade or boost for Marju? Look, I like To'o. I think he's probably more of a head-to-head play. Mentioning about those origin players to hold and sell, I made mention in the article of sides that uh high on the high end of the ladder, like the Panthers, they're going to be in a position to rest players through Origin. And Brian Toto, he fits right in that category. He'll probably run for 300 metres in Origin, so every chance at resting through there. Misses, obviously, the three major bye weeks due to Origin, so I do think Toto's probably not a buy there. Uh, so in that sense, yeah, probably Talakai, the other part tells with my other trade, or boost for Marju. I still like Marju as a buy just because I think he's got a great a great matchup this week against the Cowboys on their leaky edge as well. And Ponga back on that left is gold for Marju. I'm terrified as a non-owner. Obviously, he had a low week last week, but I think he's a pretty solid buy. That being said, would I boost for him over Talakai? Probably not. I'd probably just go Talakai. Guys, for anyone listening, Walsh Carlos started a solo podcast of a Sunday night recapping the weekend that has just been. He'll also, such a sharp, sharp footy mind, Walsh and Carlos. Absolutely love the bloke. Since we went in studio this season, obviously, Walsh being in a state up in Queensland hasn't been able to get on. So great opportunity for him to stay on the uh, podcasting scene. And obviously, he's doing his article with SC Playbook as well. So jump on and have a listen to that. Absolute gold. 2019 runner-up in Supercoach. Such a good footy head, Walsh. Question from Thomas. Manu or Dill Brown? If choosing Manu means Schuster has to start at 5-8 for at least this week. Uh, I think Manu, mate, with the the huge upside there. Rooster's nice draw. And as I said before, I think playing Schuster this week, and they have a nice matchup next week as well, Manly. So I think he's a solid enough play if you have to uh, the next week or two. And Dylan Brown, I'll get to my, play, my trade shortly, but I'm, I'm eyeing him off shortly. Question from Bevan. Bevo, why is everyone hot on Dunster, by the way? Bev, completely understand your argument. Uh, I'll tell you why, because... There are three CT Dub cheapies who have maxed out in cash in Khan Pereira, Warbrick, and 
I wouldn't say Alamotti's maxed out, actually. I think there's maybe a bit more to go there, but they're the three key downgrades. People are trying to find money for Manu, Garrick, whoever else it might be this week. And at CT Dub, there is slim pickings. My concern around Jared Croker, I know you don't change a winning team, but Xavier Savage is back in New South Wales Cup. So does Xavier Savage come back in at fullback and push Seb Chris to centre and push Jared Croker out of the team? Possibly. Nick Kotrick left the field with a hamstring injury last week. It looked minor, so we need to get news on when he's back, but it shouldn't be too long, so maybe they keep Seb at fullback. As I said, they won two on the trot, but I, I'm just concerned about that. The other thing with Croaks is, what, averaging 40-odd the first two games, kicking goals, sure, but he's two about 280K, so he's not bottom dollar, so you can get extra 50, 45, 50K there. And if he can stay in the team, which is third game this week, Dunstar, Origin coverage on them three major buy rounds. Uh, again, I'll speak more on him shortly when I get to my trades. Alrighty, let's get to my updated trades for the week. Now, they haven't changed too, too much from the podcast Tuesday night, Business Break Evens, Wednesday morning. I have gone with Khan Pereira to Joey Manu, and to fund that, I needed about an extra 50 odd K. So as it stands, I have gone Warbrick down to Dunster. Now, that is pending final team list, obviously. Bailey Simonton is on the extended bench. So if he's to drop out... So if there's a chance Simonton comes in for Dunster. If that happens, I will change Dunster. Look, I know I've had my reservations around Croke before, but it might mean Croke comes in. I'll have to find another way to make that cash because I'm not trading in Dunster, obviously, if he's not playing. The other one I'm keeping a very close eye on. And handy that they play in the third game of the round. That is the doggies in the charts, Jarrell Skelton. So named on the extended bench. And why I like Jarrell Skelton is if he does come into the side, he runs has a lot of runs of games. He's got a big work rate, runs for big metres. He had it was about 280-odd metres last week in New South Wales Cup. Might not have been quite that many, but not far off. 12 tackle busts. A really friendly supercoach scoring game. Fox is out long term. Kiraz is out three to four weeks. Avarillo's in doubt this week. So not only could he drop out and Braden Burns goes to centre, but they might be uh, sheltering Gerald this week and he could easily come in for Braden Burns even if Avarillo does play. So again, neither of them are perfect, but if we get word, I'd probably still... If we get word that Skelton is playing, Gus Gould was being playing funny buggers on Twitter and being a little... Uh, a little throwing a few smoke screens around the team this week, so I suspect that maybe Gerald comes in. Uh, there's Oluwapu there as well, but I suspect he's maybe probably a week away, possibly two weeks away. I don't know. It all, obviously, it all depends on how Flano goes this week, but yeah, I think Skelton might come in. So I'd actually prefer probably Skelton to Dunster. So there are my trades at this stage. Captain will be Nico Hines, vice captain Reese Walsh. I tinkered with the idea of Vice Captain Brian Toto, but you, you've got to go the, the highest ceiling. I'm not necessarily going to say higher ceiling on Walsh. Brian Toto has a high ceiling as well, but that's more so in soft matchup where Penrith put on big points. Tough game against the Bunnies tonight. Broncos have a tough one against the Eels too, but we don't know what Eels side ever are going to turn up, and Walsh is a bit of a freak. So VC had to be Walsh. With Nico's game against the Sharks... I would need Walsh to go 150-plus to even consider looping, I think, because I think Nico has a great matchup against the Sharkies there. And, yeah, that's about it for me, I think, this week. Sorry if I missed a few questions there, but we got through plenty, so hopefully helped you out. Anyway, if I did uh, skip over a couple that, that doubled up a little bit, uh, if, if I do update my trades 
tonight or tomorrow with Teamless or if anything changes, that will be dropped in the WhatsApp uh, subscriber-only group. So, yeah, anyway, guys, hope you have a terrific weekend. Can't wait for those Anzac Day games. Next week, the SC Playbook podcast will be recording Wednesday night because of Anzac Day being on a Tuesday. Uh, absolute chaos for Supercoach and NRL in general content creators those Tuesday games so uh, we'll be back then busy and break him to back obviously next Wednesday morning as well so guys good luck this weekend have a ripper weekend cheers hey it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out Quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.